The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The opinions expressed here reflect the judgment of the host and are subject to change. The material has been prepared and can be distributed for information purposes and is not a solicitation or an offer to buy any security or instrument or to participate in any trading strategy. Additional information is available upon request. Please contact Jason Steele at info at westonbanks.com. Welcome to Media and Your Money with host Jason Steele. Our program will help you make the most of your investment plans, whether it's for your future, your child's future, or short- and long-term financial planning. Now, here is your host, Jason Steele. Good morning, East Coast. Wake up, San Francisco. It's 9 a.m. here in the Carolinas. It's between 70 and 75 degrees, and we've had a lot to talk about over the week as we've listened to World Cup soccer, as we've watched the U.S. win their first battle, and we've watched uh, a couple other games come through. Great headers, great kicks, great kicks from the sidelines. I've always enjoyed every four years when the World Cup comes along. Um, This show, Media and Your Money, uh, is a little bit different than most shows. I'm your host, Jason Steele, so thank you for dialing in. The premise of our show is to kind of explore, educate, and tear down the walls of what we call traditional money management and then show our listeners a way to potentially profit from thinking outside the box. But today's program is going to take a small twist. We've got uh, a dynamic and exciting individual in Brad Turlington from Weston Banks Wealth Partners, our own firm, uh, who came on many years ago to help our business owners make business succession decisions as they move through practice. Brad uh, owned a business uh, uh, party uh, rental company that did tables and chairs and anything for uh, uh, weddings, announcements, uh, picnics. It was a multimillion-dollar business, and today he sold it. And he's gotten in the financial planning world because he realized there's so many mistakes that happen in the in the succession pra- practice. So Brad is now a senior or, or vice president with Western Banks Wealth Partners and has basically been putting in many programs from uh, business succession strategies, uh, retirement plans, uh, and financial planning reports in order to help a client make great decisions. So good morning and thank you for joining us, Brad. Hey, good morning, Jason. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, Brad, how does a guy who's moved tables and chairs end up at a firm selling stocks and bonds? Well, that's uh, as usual, that's a great question. I get that every once in a while. Uh, and you never know what the journey of life is going to open up in front of you. Um, you are correct. I had a party and equipment rental stores in, uh, in North Carolina uh, 15 years. And started with a couple locations and grew them up to about five or six throughout eastern North Carolina. But um, 
You know, at some point in every entrepreneur's life, they are going to come to a crossroads where they got to decide if they want to go larger, or if they want to take a little bit off the table, or if they just want to sell and exit completely out of their business and and uh, move on to a second stage in life. And that's what I did in 2007. Uh, and interestingly enough, I found my way into the financial world because I enjoy telling the story and, and working with business owners who put their sweat equity into the company, uh, and I enjoy working with them. So that kind of led me into the financial services wealth management department and i'm uh, uh, pleased to say i've been doing this for about two and a half almost three years to help business owners look into transition scenarios well we're going to talk about that i mean transitioning businesses is tough you know today i know a lot of the uh, wealth that uh has been accumulated in the country has come from business sales business succession so i mean explain to us and the audience and the listeners exactly what is business succession planning well you know people think about as a small business owner is no actually not the first thing is when am I going to exit my business but whenever I talk to somebody about uh, creating wealth and 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 retirement and the lifestyle they want to live they always seem to pull up their balance sheet and say well here's my exit I mean here's my retirement plan here's what I'm building here's what all these 60 70 80 100 hour weeks are, are going to give me when I'm ready to, to move into the next stage and and so I completely agree with that thought process until I realized that the business uh, succession planning has to start, well, maybe not at the beginning, but somewhere as you are growing and starting to see good, profitable revenues. Uh, and so what we look at is taking any kind of closely held business um, and making sure you're prepared for any kind of transition event, such as well, I mean, some things are tough to talk about, disability, divorce, or death. But uh, what most people think about are retirement and moving into those sunset years and how we can transition out of that. You know, Jason, I'll, I'll make one comment. So many people uh, think it's so hard to start a business. Well, through all my research and dealing with various business owners and all kinds of disciplines, I realize that starting a business sometimes is the easy part. It's the exiting the business to get your maximum wealth out of it. That's the hard part and what needs planning and um and a lot of attention to detail. And so those motivating factors that we constantly see people come into, it really is some of the things you said. It's like they're getting older, they got management, they got management fees, they got people problems, uh, they got more headaches. So you think there's a lot of the motivating factors that people kind of deal with today? Yeah, I sure do. I sure do. I think um, uh, a lot of the motivating factors for me, though, on talking to somebody about having a plan is not just at the time they get to having too many headaches, too many people problems, but actually being proactive. Even when the business is running great and, and the world looks terrific and you, you love getting up and putting your pants on every day because you're enjoying what you do, there's still parts of the planning process that have to happen at that point. Uh, so again, well, that, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on this, in these factors, and I'm sure there's different types of programs that are set up. People own them individually. They own them with groups of people. They own them in a team environment. Um, when they start looking at this, at what point in time should the business owner, you think, begin this planning process? I mean, who should be the professional team members involved in developing this plan? Well, that's that's two good questions right there. And uh, first of all, I'll say some of them seem quite obvious when you're ready to build that team. And a lot of that team member, a lot of those team members are already very close and personal with the business owner. Um, your CPA is somebody that uh, has got to be an integral part of the planning process. A lot of people have a 
professional attorney, a business attorney they work with. And at a certain point, uh, and at certain stage companies, they want to bring in also an estate planning attorney uh, to be a, a part of that team. And then I really believe as a quarterback, you need a good financial consultant and wealth manager who is a knows the ins and out of your business at the same time. So that's the team I would put together. Um, the other question, which is still kind of hammering away, at, it's not just the end of the, the your, your company when you need to plan this. It's throughout the whole process. Jason, I look at four different business stages. There's the startup. The startup is all about survival, just busting the you know the best that you can to get this thing going. And then there's the growth, and that's when there's positive cash flow and things are moving forward. People don't think about business succession of that part, but I'll tell you two things that make sense right there. Go ahead and start thinking about a buy-sell agreement especially if there's partners or other family members, and go ahead and start thinking about benefit planning. Because so many times you're just reinvesting that capital back in the business, but you're not taking anything from outside of that umbrella to make sure you're you're planning for the future. Uh, The other two are maturity. Maturity is when you finally hit that stable growth and uh, you're getting some great cash flow. This is the time where the the business succession planning comes into personal tax planning, uh, estate planning, uh, ownership and executive compensation, and what's going to happen on the next stage. And then finally, and unfortunately, Jason, the transfer stage, which is the fourth stage, is when so many people come to me or somebody like me and start saying, I need to exit my business. Well, there's plenty we can do here, but... To be honest, it makes it so much easier if we do it through the growth, maturity, and transfer stage to maximize wealth through all those years that you've uh, that the business owners worked on it. So, I hope that answered your question. That, that, that is, it's it's that's it's great. There's a lot of information in there. I mean, you're basically one protecting and preserving the lives of the employees that are that are there um, from the corporate premises, and then secondly, you're trying to really create net worth and, and business succession for the owner himself. Um, I mean, everybody talks about this, uh, the blood, sweat, and tears they put in, and they always want to make sure they take care of themselves and their employees. Um, it sounds like one of the biggest benefits of this well-thought-out succession plan uh, is for the business owner to retain their business combined with an orderly transition to some sort of qualified successor. Uh, many times it might be younger. It might be a younger generation family coming in. Let's talk about some of the strategies that business owners use to facilitate these retention strategies. Sure thing. There's uh, there's quite a lot of meat here, Jason, and there's the the the, the, the reason I talk about planning so much is because there's no uh, one shoe fits all scenario. I mean, there are so many privately held companies, and it's the driving force, in my opinion, of the uh, the American economy because there's the entrepreneur out there continuing to uh, to create jobs and, and wealth for not only their own families but for many others. But uh, with all that being said, there's no one uh, one shoe fits all. So I'm going to list out five or six that are very common. Um, most people think about the outright gift. They think, okay, I've got a younger generation that I'm just going to leave this to, and that's fine and dandy until you start realizing the tax implications. Uh, uh, we'll come back if you want to and talk about unified credit limits and annual gifting exclusions and things like that. Um, there's ways of setting up a family limited partnerships and other kind of uh, LLCs that you can start to get assets uh, out of the corporation or the business into a family limited partnership. Um, there's grantor retained trust. 
Private annuities are, are very useful for some people. We've um, used some of those, and then we've expanded on some of those with our own business practice. So uh, if you're joining us and listening in, I've got Brad Turlington with uh, Weston Banks Wealth Partners. He's actually one of the partners of Weston Banks, the firm that, that uh, this radio show is, is talking about. Uh, Brad, of those ideas, is there one that you kind of see as, as kind of the flagship uh, idea in the community? You know, again, there, there's so many ways of using these these tools, and they take a good qualified team. You know, if I was going to expand on something today for this morning for your listeners, Jason, one that's so uh, readily thought of is just to make sure that there's a buy sell agreement in place. I know that's a, a, a something people hear about. Even if there is a sole owner, um, a lot of times they need to start thinking about, especially for risk management, uh, what would I do if my largest asset, my business, if uh, I was unable to um, to run it. So the buy-sell agreement is probably the most common terminology people talk about when they're starting to think about early stage uh, uh, business succession. And just quickly, I'll point out there's multiple kinds, but the cross-purchase agreement, that's when there's two buyers or the two folks that are involved in the company are, are making a cross-purchase with each other. There's the entity agreement, which is really when the business is going to have the assets to be able to um, to purchase it from the, the owner. And then, of course, there's always a hybrid agreement, which is a combination of the two. And all this is kind of dependent on if you're talking about a C-corp or an S-corp or, or whatnot. But that is something that we can dig into uh, pretty deeply. You know, Brad, there's a lot of good information there, and I always know that our listeners can contact us at uh, 919-783-8500 in order to reach you on the business successor strategies. And, and I know there's a lot of instances out there where uh, it's just not a feasible to transfer the business to the heirs. Can, can you talk to us about the options of the outright sale of the business if it doesn't go to a family member? Oh, sure thing. Sure thing. And just quickly to expand on that, there's so many privately held companies, and family-run businesses are, are such a bulk of it that uh, with that, there's there's so much emotion involved. And so a lot of times a, a business owner really wants to make sure it's left for a future generation. But with that, uh, just make sure that you do have a good um, uh, sounding board that you can talk to because it's not always, you know, what is what is fair versus what is equitable, but it's what is best for the business as well as my family that I can make sure I leave this um, to? But I wanted to kind of to just to, to paint the picture that it's really not as easy as, as people think. Um, but, yeah, of course, an outright sell. Um, there's multiple ways to take this. You know, first of all, a business of a size of one to $25 million in revenue, a lot of time it's just going to uh, what we call a business broker. Uh, the there's really no magical number, but I would say from thirty million to three hundred million, you may have the the help of an investment banker who's going to go out and do a lot of diligence for you. And then the three hundred million dollar plus, which is not as many of the folks that we work with, but uh, a lot of times they'll look for what's called an IPO and they'll go out and and make sure or, or try to find a way to go public on the public exchange. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about the outright sale. Do you have a few minutes to kind of spend on this, Jason? Yeah, why don't we just why don't we take a uh, let's take a break, and and then we'll come back with uh, uh, basically the options that you can see on some of those opportunities, whether it's going to be an ESOP or whether it's going to be maybe a a sale to an heir and maybe some of the concepts moving forward. So when we come back, I've got Brad Torrington with Western Wakes Wealth Partners. Uh, when we come back in just a few minutes.
What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Houston Real Estate Radio with Shannon Register. Tuesdays at 10 Eastern, 1 Pacific on Voice America's Variety Channel. As we have transitioned into a healthier housing market, supply has not been able to keep up with demand. Appraisals have struggled to keep up with rising prices, and lenders have overcorrected their loose lending practices. We track all this and more so you don't have to. HoustonRealEstateRadio.com Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. listening to media and your money with jason Steele. if you have a question or comment about our program please send an email to jason.steele at westonbanks.com that's jason.steele at westonbanks.com now back to media and your money good morning this is jason Steele with media and your money if you're just waking up west coast I've got Brad Turlington with Weston Banks Wealth Partners. He's one of the vice presidents with Weston Banks, a, a boutique management firm out of Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, that basically does uh, financial planning and wealth management for uh, executives and business owners in, in, the, in the southeast. Uh, Brad, we were kind of before we went to break. We were talking about uh, you know transferring the business to the heirs and some of the options that were out there from an outright sale for uh, basically laddering the sale of the business to the kids. But I want to move on to to you know understand that the sale of a business uh, can can happen to existing and long term employees as a common practice. And can you can you expand on the benefits of utilizing what we call an ESOP as a business succession plan and what exactly an ESOP is? Well, sure thing, Jason. That's uh, you know that's a good that's a good lead in because there's so many opportunities when you grow the business. And again, the folks that I work with primarily, you know, have long-standing relationships, whether they're within the family or you know, again, within the business. The business, if you're a, 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 a private 
privately held company, a family business or even a, a partnership or something to that effect, you get those key relationships and you really feel like a family is what I learned from more and more of these business owners. So what you were asking about was called an employee stock ownership plan or as you used, ESOP, E-S-O-P. Um, there are really two types of ESOPs. There's the non-leveraged and the leveraged. Currently, in today's market, the uh, the leveraged is probably more widely used because of the attractive debt financing um, available in today's capital markets. Uh, without getting into too many details, because even within the ESOP umbrella, there's multiple ways that uh, you can take it. But it's really a tax-advantaged um, mechanism for a family or a privately held company to create liquidity and to share ownership with its employees. So a family or, or an owner can use an ESOP uh, to create a ready market for their own shares. Under this approach, the company can, can make tax-deductible cash contributions to the ESOP to buy out the owner's shares, or it can even have the ESOP borrow money, which is why I was saying leverage is pretty well used right now, um, uh, to buy the shares. Uh, there are multiple ways of taking this. There's also ways to, to issue some treasury shares or do some other things that will kind of help in a tax-favorable uh, uh, situation for the owner. Um, but really, the, the best way to think about it is the company will set up a trust, which is technically like a qualified profit-sharing plan. I think we've all heard of that, profit-sharing plans, which is uh, – used for non-discrimination, vesting, and disclosure for the benefit of the, uh, the employees. I kind of got wordy there, Jason, but really what an ESOP does is allow the employees to start buying uh, shares and therefore take ownership while the current owner is receiving payment and still have control of his own company. Sounds like a win-win, doesn't it, Jason? It, it does. I know that you compare uh, these ESOPs with other plans, too. So you can go out there and you compare uh, with another with usually a four hundred one k plan, um, mm -hmm. or you, you can do them separate. And that those pairings are structured two ways. One, it could be a you know a separate plan, or it can be combined with a what we call a KSOP plan or or a uh, a four hundred one k plan. So and that thinks us the beautiful thing about this is it allows people to put a lie a lot of a lot of money in these things for the employees. Um, but you know when we go back and look at some of the plans are out there, you also kind of mentioned briefly management buyouts. So, so how about management buyouts? What about those? I mean, where those, how do those work? Well, the key part about a management buyout, I know uh, listeners were jumping into so many different things, and that is such an important uh, point, that no two businesses will go through the same exit strategy. It's, it's amazing, and it's fun to watch. But the management buyout it really gives these key employees, these folks that have really been able to wrap their hands around the business with the business owner and build it, an opportunity to come in and take it to the next generation. Um, you know, there's so many different ways of structuring it, but what I really want to talk about is, which we haven't talked a lot about, is, is taxes. When you come in and set up a situation like this, if the current owner is comfortable with the management team that he has groomed and put in place, then a lot of times what he'll be more than happy to do is take a smaller amount up front, unless his financial needs are different, and then 
carry that into future years, knowing that this management team is going to run the business uh, the way that it can. What we're looking at here is spreading out the the tax implications uh, from the basis of the company to the capital gains, which in most of our situations, Jason, when we're working with high net worth business owners, can be a very large hit to uh, uh, to the the bottom line because of the capital gains and where they're going to have to pay. So it's a great opportunity to let your management team buy you out over multiple years, giving you the confidence that you can accept a lesser amount today and spread your tax burden over 5, 10, maybe even 15 years if your needs will allow. That's, I mean, that's, that's a long buyout, but I guess for the right businesses that are out there, they want to be able to create uh, dividends and continuing income for themselves without having to really turn around and, and manage the business itself. And I'm assuming right. they would have part-time employment there, or would they actually completely be gone from employment? Do you know? And the key part there, you said it, Jason, you can build yourself almost like an annuity stream, where if you have confidence in the team that you built, then you are able to take uh, – you take your your profits over time, and again, this is a situation that doesn't work for everybody. Everybody's situation is different, but it does allow us to start getting into the subject of taxes and how do we defer some of that tax liability to future years or spread it out so the the hit, let's say, or the consequences aren't as great at the very beginning. And again, I'm gonna go all the way back to the beginning of our conversation. How important. It is to put a good team together in this planning process. Not only your financial advisor, but also your CPA and your business attorney must be on the same page with the business owner. You know, that's actually, I'm going to take a twist on the uh, on the show a little bit. We've got so many ways you can do these buyouts. And, and, and you know, as you're talking about, uh, you know, uh, selling family-owned businesses or selling businesses that have buildings, you know, one of the things that, that we've come into at Western Banks is the fact that when you sell a building, you know, uh, to somebody else, they usually want to lease the building to that person buying the business. So if they're having a floral company and they're basically selling the operating capital of the floral company, there's a way you can do the buyout. The actual owner wants to turn around and just lease the building because they know it. So, I mean, have you seen anything out there where the business owner uh, uh, can defer his taxes uh, with buildings? Sure thing. Again, if Things that I just love talking about are tax deferral and able, but ways to put more money into this hardworking business owner's pocket versus giving it to our uh, to our government. So yeah, I think what you're talking about, and I know that I've dealt with this on numerous occasions, and it seems to work terrifically, is a 1031 exchange, and. If the business owner is looking at maybe wanting to exit the management of that company, there's ways that this the, the, the property itself could be sold. And then without incurring a taxable event, we take what's called a 1031 exchange, and we roll that into a non-managed product that another company is managing but allowing you to get the royalties – or the dividends, let's say, without having to have uh, you know day-to-day control over the management of that property. You know, worrying about the grass and the bills and this, that, and the other. You are taking that off the table, allowing yourself to continue the revenue of the income stream, but doing that without a tax hit by what's called a 1031 exchange. And Jason, I know you're pretty well versed with that, and uh, you, we're more than welcome to talk about it for a few minutes if uh, if you'd like to. Well, I think for you and and for the listeners out there, the the, the 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 money that's out there allows folks. They're worried about you know 
owning and buying real estate. And I think this 1031 exchange program, this Delaware Statutory Trust uh, that you're able to participate in um, will allow you to help a person transition his business at the same time uh, transition that building into these what we call these 1031 DSTs that will uh, then allow the client to pick up income on a monthly basis without incurring any kind of debt, without incurring any kind of management fee. And I know for the business owner today, the ones that we've been talking to and we've discussed some around the office is the fact that they, they're always worried that when they sell their business, they lose their income. And so by losing their income, they then can't qualify for the loans to do a 1031 exchange. And so these Delaware statutory trusts have been created to allow them to do a like-kind real estate uh, as defined by the by the uh, by the Internal Revenue Code, where they actually participate in a private placement. So, you know, that'd be another show. But I think for our listeners, uh, it's key to know that when you do business succession, it's not only just buying the business. There's also something out that you can tax for the real estate you own within your business without incurring any management fees or any debt. Um, Brad, I want to take a twist to, to to private equity firms. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. Uh, firms are basically uh, coming up every day, new names, um, new partners. Um, private equity firms have, have really been the buzz in the last uh, last few months and days. And um, what do you see in the private equity market? And is that a smart option for a business owner? Um, well, first of all, Jason, every situation is different, but it can be one of the more useful tools. And not only, again, going back to the planning stage, not only for the end, but many times uh, a private equity firm can be used to, for lack of better terms, take a little skin off the, out of the game and, and continue to run your business, but be able to take a little bit of that hard-earned equity that you've built in your business and put it on the sidelines. Um, you know, kind of coupling off our last conversation about the management buyout, the opportunity for a uh, private equity firm to come into to your business, to someone's business, a lot of it depends on having a strong management team. What these folks, and again, you, you use the word a buzz, there's a lot of finances I'm seeing um, that are being um, being utilized or moved into this uh, privately held small business space. And that's because that's such a driving force of America's economy. And so while they're not knocking on every door, if uh, the right situation arises, and then sometimes uh, an investment banker or a financial wealth partner can help point uh, point the business owner in this, this direction, but a strong management team, if the business owner wants to exit altogether, is a very attractive um, piece of the puzzle for these private equity firms that would like to come in, um, infuse the business with some capital, allow the owner to possibly walk away with uh, uh, some hard-earned dollars, but at the same time, put some working capital back into a company so it can live on for uh, for generations to come. Uh, the reason I keep emphasizing the management team is because if the owner's not ready to leave, uh, then he can either... I call it take a bite of the apple uh, the second time. Take some money now from a private equity firm, stay within the business, and grow it with their help and their capital uh, to an even larger business and be on a second exit strategy somewhere down the line. And that's not for everybody, but um, there's pros and cons for allowing a private equity company come in and infuse your business with cash uh, while you're able to take some from uh, off the table and out from under that umbrella into another uh, uh, asset class. So when somebody decides they want to sell their business, I mean, I mean, from the time they make that decision, I mean, what do you think really is the timeline on average that 
you go through. It's not like I want to sell my business tomorrow, and this thing you know I got a buyer in two months. No, not at all. That's that's why I think from the beginning of the conversation, um, I wanted to stress the importance of what we do, which is um, business succession planning. Uh, Honestly, from the time you get into the business, now there is that, that startup period where you're nothing but rolling up your sleeves and making it happen. But from that time, I honestly believe an owner needs to start having an eyeball on the exit, whether it's uh, a, a sell within their lifetime or recapitalization within their lifetime, or if nothing else, even if they're building it to leave to the next generation, there is so much complexity on how to do that so you're not giving so much of the business away for inheritance tax and all kinds of different hands that are going to start reaching in there, most of them from our government, that you need to start the planning process from the get-go. And there's multiple pieces of this puzzle that go along uh, along the way. This is so not it's like not, like, not like you can sell it next year when you, when you come into it. You know, it's um, these guys I, I know that you work with, have, you know, they're always kind of a, a spaghetti tangle of, of moving parts and and to get that business sold, it's, it's years of planning in order to come out of it. We're going to take another break, Brad. And when we come back, we can talk about maybe some of the uh, the goodness and the kind nature that our hearts kind of get into when we sell our businesses after having profitable years and some charitable giving. And so this is Jason Steele with Meeting Your Money. Uh, we'll return with Brad Turlington of Weston Bank's Wealth Partners in just a few minutes. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you and your business well prepared? For what, you may ask? Well, what about workplace violence, cyber attacks, or general business disasters? Listen for Fear is Negotiable, Business Survival Skills 101 with your host, Pamela Hill. We'll bring you case studies of the businesses that don't prepare and the consequences that can happen. We'll also bring you best practice strategies that can help you keep your business running smoothly. Tune in to Fear is Negotiable, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. You are listening to Media and Your Money with Jason Steele. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to jason.steele at westonbanks.com. That's jason.steele at westonbanks.com. Now, back to Media and Your Money. Good morning, East Coast. You know, we are have been interviewing Brad Turlington with Weston Banks Wealth Partners this morning. Uh, he's been giving us a tremendous amount of information on, uh, you know, business succession. If you've been listening to us for the last uh, few weeks, we here at Media and Your Money have been constantly talking about the access to information, the rise in technology, the information that's being reported uh, via the Internet and ver- via the newspapers and the volatility in the marketplace. Today's segment, we took a twist and really kind of helped those individuals out there and those business owners of trying to create a plan, a process I mean, they don't have purpose as they sell their businesses to be able to accumulate cash for their retirement. Uh, Brad, uh, on the phone with us this morning, Brad, we know that a lot of people, and especially uh, you, uh, like to pitch charitable giving. And uh, I'd like for the listeners today to know that when you actually sell a business, it's not just selling the business and giving money to charity if you kind of have a, a great hit. But more or less, it's also the planning process and on, on being like-minded and have a great heavy heart of, of Trail 110. Um, can you tell us uh, how Weston Banks Wealth Partners and you with Business Succession um, make it well known and how do you believe in Trader One Tent when discussing a business transaction? Uh, yeah, sure thing, Jason. And, um, you know, you kind of hit it. I mean, the, for me and, and our firm, I mean, the heartbeat of everything is being able to give back. In fact, our tagline, which I really strive to live by, is together for significance. Uh, let me say that again, together for significance. Because I, we really believe that there's more to most folks out there than just creating wealth. Of course, that is of the utmost importance. We want to provide for our families, and we're going to work hard. But somewhere along the way, that turns into what am I going to do to be significant in this world? And um, charitable giving is very close to Weston Bank's Wealth Partners' heart. And, and I've learned over the years of dealing with so many business owners, hardworking men and women, that when it really comes down to it, it's really close to their heart also. So, so, so what are some of the charitable ways uh, the business owners can plan on their business succession strategy. Sure thing. 
because the most important thing to me is making sure it's a win-win. Of course, it's not all about just giving it away, but how about if we can give it away and also be a benefit for um, for us? So just real quickly, I'm going to hit some highlights on what's called a charitable remainder trust, or a CRT. Um, another way of passing along a business is through a split interest trust. I'm going to try to say it the best way I can, a split interest trust called a charitable remainder trust, otherwise CRT. They're often used by our clients um, with highly appreciated, meaning low-cost-based assets like closely held businesses. Okay, The client contributes the asset, and then the charity sells and reinvests the sales proceeds. So let's go over just a couple of the benefits real quick, and uh, not to get too deep in the weeds, but just a couple of them. So the donor receives a charitable income tax deduction in the year of the contribution, and a lot of times this will have a five-year carryover, Jason. Uh, the charity pays no capital gains tax. Again, that's why it's so nice when you have a low-cost basis and you sell a business that's now for a lot more and there's all that capital gains. The charity pays no capital gains tax on the asset sale and, the, uh, and then is able to invest the entire sales proceeds. All right, now here's the cool thing. The donor receives income from the charity, often significantly more income than the contributed assets that, were produce, that was producing. The charity receives the remainder interest satisfying, and this is the cool part, the client's charitable inclinations. So again, Jason, the way I'm looking at it, it's, it's a win-win. We want to be significant and give to these charities of choice, and at the same time, we can use it as a great way to continue to build wealth for us and passing on that wealth to the next generation. You know, you, I think the charity 110 is huge for all business owners. They really have an opportunity to give back to society and be able to give back to the programs they believe in. You know, and I know that here at West Maxwell Partners, we've been able to partner up with the National Christian Foundation um, and use, uh, you know, Richard Newton for one, who is a who is a, a friend of the firm and a great asset to be able to do tra- uh, charitable planning. And I know by giving the asset to this charitable trust um, early on before you sell the business can save tremendous amount of taxes uh, ahead of time um, and actually end up with net more proceeds in the uh, in the end. Um, That's it. You know, we, we've covered a lot, a lot this morning, and it looks like we could do a whole show on many of these topics, by from charitable planning to, to gifting trust to you know heirs to uh, split dollar arrangements within you know, key life insurance in order to to make these things work, as well as the benefits of doing ESOPs. Um, but in the end, when you come back and, and and look at what you do here, we know it's much, much more than business succession. Can you kind of give our listeners a feel for really what your role is and, and, and how you've been able to go about um, helping some clients right here at Western Maxwell Partners? Sure thing. And, and I, I think, Jason, you know, it's it's – such a um, integral part of somebody's life when they're creating wealth and all that goes along with it. And when you're talking about a small business owner, which I was uh, multiple times, you know, you, you've got so many moving parts and complexity. So with Western Banks Wealth Partners, I just want to make sure that I bring as many resources to the table as I can to be a team member with these business owners. Now, we... We work with folks that know how to, for the most part, make money. So as a wealth manager, a lot of my philosophy is broken out into um, uh, what I call the 
the ABC process. Because what I want to do is make sure I preserve their wealth and grow it at a reasonable pace, which is goal-oriented to them specifically. So, Jason, what I'm saying is if I do have a chance to manage the assets for my business owners, what I want to do is set a goal and a financial plan for them so they can reach what significance is to them. And by doing so, whether it's 4%, 5%, 8%, I'm going to manage that between an appreciation, a balance, and a conservation account to the best of our ability. Well, you know, I think that philosophy has gone well with many folks that work within the firm as well as the clients that you work with. And I know that the strategy tries to take the emotion out of it. Um, so, Brad, we appreciate your time this morning. I know we've covered a tremendous amount of information. And if you need to get in touch with Brad, you can reach him at brad.turlington at westonbanks.com or call 919-783-8500. My name is Jason Steele. I'm your host for Media and Your Money. Uh, Brad, we hope you join us again in the future. We'll do other programs with you. This has been a treat. Um, Thank you. And in the future, next week, we'll be having uh, a manager from from our IRA Enhancer program, uh, Athena, who will astound you in the way they – Pick exchange-traded funds to be able to move in and out of the markets during times of volatility. Join us uh, 9 a.m. next week, and we will see you here on Media and Your Money. Thank you again for tuning in this week to Media and Your Money. Please join your host, Jason Steele, again next Thursday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk next week. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. If you want to know about investing in emerging and frontier markets, or if you have experience in this field but still need to know more, Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham. Gavin explores news, current trends, and insights about both categories of investing. His guest experts, along with his own knowledge, will help you stay above the line when it comes to growth potential, whether in funds or equities. He will look at what to invest in and avoid. Tune in to Emerging and Frontier Markets Investing with Gavin Graham every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 
Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Houston Real Estate Radio with Shannon Register. Tuesdays at 10 Eastern, 1 Pacific on Voice America's Variety Channel. As we have transitioned into a healthier housing market, supply has not been able to keep up with demand. Appraisals have struggled to keep up with rising prices, and lenders have overcorrected their loose lending practices. We track all this and more so you don't have to. HoustonRealEstateRadio.com Does your business, like many, face obstacles to becoming successful? Would you love to have an open forum of entrepreneurial ideas and best practices brought to you each week? Tune in for The Second Stage with hosts Brendan Anderson and Jeffrey Cadlick. We'll spotlight entrepreneurs and growing companies that are creating a vibrant economic base, as well as addressing some of the obstacles that could be standing in the way of your success. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration, which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern, with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.
What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait. They just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Do you want to know what's really going on these days? Well, Capital Thinking takes you inside the worlds of policy, politics, law, and business. What happens in Washington, on Wall Street, and in our nation's legal system impacts your business every day. We're taking you on a behind-the-scenes tour of all of it. Each week, we bring you unfiltered conversation with a variety of influential policymakers, lawyers, and business leaders. I'm Kevin O'Neill, and I'm your host as Capital Thinking tours the halls of power. 
Join me for Capital Thinking on the Voice America Business Network each Thursday at noon Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific Time. Are you and your business well prepared? For what, you may ask? Well, what about workplace violence, cyber attacks, or general business disasters? Listen for Fear is Negotiable, Business Survival Skills 101 with your host, Pamela Hill. We'll bring you case studies of the businesses that don't prepare and the consequences that can happen. We'll also bring you best practice strategies that can help you keep your business running smoothly. Tune in to Fear is Negotiable, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.